Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I am excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. And this really does begin our official coverage of the 2024 MLB and, of course, Colorado Rockies season. I am down here in Scottsdale, Arizona, covering the Rockies' first couple of games of spring training this week. Very excited to be bringing you all types of stuff. I'm going to have some articles, some podcasts, some video. Make sure you're following me and Mile High Sports on TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff, because we are doing a lot of fun, short-form video and and visual content. So I want to make sure uh, that you guys aren't missing out on all of this that. What these first several podcasts are going to be are a little bit shorter and a little bit more focused on individual players, beginning with the conversation about their memories of their first spring training camp and then branching out into several directions. And today we begin with Charlie Blackman. For each one of these, of course, I want to do a little bit of an intro here. Not that anyone listening to this needs an introduction to Charlie Blackman, right? But a little bit of a reminder of where we are in the career of this now 37-year-old ball player who has been a stalwart on this team, never played for any other franchise, is starting to become or has become second on a lot of the lists. He's not going to be able to catch Todd Helton with, uh, you know, too many of them, (laughs) probably any of them, but really cementing himself as one of the greatest Colorado Rockies of all time. And of course, a lot of people wondering, but probably the number one question is, is this Charlie Blackman's last year? Now, that was a big question last year. And if he plays again next year, it probably will be again. I do think that we're in a spot now with Charlie where his play is going to determine this, right? And I do think that the Rockies are going to be willing to give him these one-year deals as long as he looks like he can still go a little bit. And for everything that happened last year, he did have some injuries, and you can look at some numbers, whatever you want to look at. He wasn't terrible by any stretch of the imagination. He wasn't a guy who, when he was out there, you were thinking, geez, just retire already, right? That wasn't what we saw from Charlie Blackman last year. And so while he wasn't quite, you know, the all-star version of himself, as we've seen in the past, and you wouldn't expect that at this age, And of course, there was a lot of conversation about the specifics of how much money he's going to make. And I honestly don't think that that matters too much in a year where the Rockies weren't likely to win a ton of ball games anyway. But I do think you've got this interesting story about a guy who everyone seems to want to announce his retirement before, certainly before he does. And he's, I don't think, done playing good baseball. And so we'll find out, obviously. It's... February, so of course he's in a good mood. He was happy to talk to me about uh, some nice memories. He's got a great story to share about Ryan Spielborgs. But I really do think that, you know, this is going to be a fascinating season for Chuck. I, I think he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I know he doesn't love uh, this narrative around him. And I think he wants to prove that he can still go, uh, especially if he can be healthy. I, I know that that in particular is a point of pride for him always has been for his career. He's been pretty healthy. He's had a basically an infamous workout routine that has allowed him to be available throughout his career. These guys have a saying, right? The best ability is availability. And I know it ate Charlie up that he was 
on the mend for most of last season, and he doesn't want to do that again. So I think, you know, that's his big thing this year is he wants to make sure that he's available. And if he ends up going out because he just can't do it anymore, that's one thing. But I really don't think he wanted to have, you know, a series of poorly timed freak injuries be the very end of his career. And so we'll see in the grand terms of things. But for right now, he gets to serve that role. And you'll hear him talk about it a little bit here in a minute of the elder statesman, uh, the person who helps the young guys learn a little bit and feel a little bit more comfortable in what can be uh, a whirlwind experience for you if you're, it's your first camp or maybe it's your second or third camp and you're trying to make the team. And so there's all that kind of pressure there, right? Where somebody like Charlie shows up and as you'll hear him say, very different situation now at this point in his career where you don't have those kinds of preparation, or uh, I'm sorry, those kinds of pressures. This really is more about preparation, right? It, it's not about trying to prove yourself. It's just trying to get your body ready for the season. But without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Charlie to set the stage just a little bit, talking at his locker in the clubhouse here at spring training and you might hear some thudding sound in the background that's kyle freeland right next to us using a little hammer i'm sure there's a special name for it and he is what's called and most baseball people know this term right breaking in his glove so you got kyle he's, he's got a new glove over there he's wrapped it up in some oil it's one of the most baseball things that you can do so i love that during this conversation you're about to hear about five minutes long of me talking to Charlie Blackman the whole time in the background. You've got Kyle Freeland just doing one of the most early season, most fundamental. Like, I remember breaking in my gloves when I was a kid. It's one of those things you first learn about, uh, an interesting thing you've got to do to loosen up the leather and, and get it ready to go. But that's the sound you're hearing in the background. And now here is my conversation with Charlie Blackman. It's frightening to think about guys in their first camp, but then everybody who's not in their first camp remembering what their first yeah. camp was about. Right. So I just remember uh, socially, it was it was very um, awkward, awkward, right? Like you're you're in a locker room and there's you know fifty something, sixty something guys, and you know you've only played with like six of them, <laughs> and so uh, just trying to remember everyone's name and. And then, you know, like introducing yourself to people, um, you know, it's just it's just a lot going on in terms of like how uncomfortable you feel, you know, like first day of school of the vibes. Baseball. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. And then, you know, once because I've been talking about some of these, obviously MLB debut is a big moment for everybody. I think before that happens, there's a moment at some point in your first or second camp where you're facing big league competition for the first time. Do you remember what that was like? Maybe some of the first couple of pitches that you faced or you thought, and if you can't remember any specifics, but like what that first taste of, oh, that guy is a big leaguer and I'm in the box against him. Um, I mean, I do feel like, I think my first camp was the first year this place opened. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I do remember that, you know, like so my first camp was like, out of Tucson, you know, we've got this incredible facility. Yeah. Um, and I do remember, um, you know, like uh, getting in a couple games late and you're facing, 
you know, you look, you see who's pitching, and and it just being like, oh yeah, like he's a big leaguer, you know, like yeah. that's that I've heard that name before. Yeah. You know, I've seen him on TV, you know, and, yeah. and it wasn't any any one guy in particular. It was just like, okay, like here I am now, like we're, you know, like yeah, like that. Like this is relevant. Like yeah. like the TV guys re- are relevant to like my life now. So that right. was a pretty cool time. I like that. I'm interacting with the people I yeah. saw on television. Right. Uh, two more quick ones. One is there any uh, guys have talked about you know some of that? There's the advice you get from the elder statesman when you first come in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Were there any particular experiences that stood out of guys that? Yes, actually, signed? it was uh, Ryan Spielborgs was. Um, I mean, he was obviously a big personality, uh, you know, great teammate, and you know, a, a good. Uh, like team chemistry type guy uh but he's also like a good person right so he i mean i think he kind of recognized me as a you know younger guy like not that comfortable and and pulled me aside i remember he told me he said you'll once you uh understand that you belong here is when you'll really take off you know is that's when you'll play like you should play and that was like some some of the probably the best advice i got when i was uh, a young player. And now that you're in that position, now that you've been around, how has the adrenaline or the rush of spring training kind of changed or your role in, in what you see coming down here? Um, I do kind of enjoy, like, the predictability now of spring training, right? Like, it's almost the opposite. Like, I enjoy um, kind of being, being able to slow play the first couple of days and just, like, just enjoy BP or just enjoy playing catch or enjoy putting on your cleats and being outside for the first time, you know, so all those little things I really enjoy. And then, um, and then I do like being able to play the game, you know, just for the game. Like, it doesn't yeah. really count that much, right? right? So, like, I'm just – I'm more focused on the process, which I – does it kind of feel like Little League or like, does it almost feel like, remember when you would just step onto the ball field and just play? Yeah, <laughs> it's a little bit freeing like that, you know, like nobody's like like writing your stats down, right? So right. so it's like you just go out and play and, and you can walk away from the game with like, you know, uh, uh, check some, some boxes, right? Instead of being so results oriented like you always are, like, yeah. you know, it's all about wins and losses. You know, now it can be like, well... Uh, you know, I got a really good read on that ball, but I, but, I, but I didn't get there. But it was still a good read, you know, like, right. or, you know, that was a pretty good at bat. Like, I, you know, I, I did, I won every pitch until the last pitch, you know, and right. it's, you know, like, you can, you can, the silver lining plays a little better. Yeah. <laughs> right, when it doesn't have a big L at the yeah. end of it, right, one way or the other, an offer, mm-hmm. right, when you've got that, that experience. But, cool, man, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. good deal. Big thanks to Charlie Blackman for taking the time. Always appreciate it when the guys take time out of their schedule to have these types of conversations with us. Charlie is entering his 14th season of Major League Baseball and, of course, with your Colorado Rockies and is sitting on exactly 1,500 ball games played. So it'll be fun to see him eclipse that mark. I want to end on one final note, expanding a little bit on what he said there about Ryan Spielborgs and the role that he played, and actually more specifically that that is now the role that Charlie Blackman is playing. And I know that there are a lot of people who 
aren't particularly interested in this Colorado Rockies baseball season, and I can understand why. But I also walk around this clubhouse, and I see guys like Sterling Thompson, Zach Veen, Jordan Beck, that next wave of guys hoping to be the next Charlie Blackman. And I realize that they couldn't ask for a better guy to be in that position. There may be other teams anybody might have dreamed to be on. You might want to be on a more competitive team that didn't lose 103 ball games last year, and I understand all of that. But in this clubhouse right now, in these early camps, as these guys learn what it is to be a big leaguer, you could do worse than learning how to be a big leaguer from Charlie Blackman.